welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I am an alcoholic. I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in our literature. I'm a follower of Jesus, um, and we have come, you've come to a special time. You, We're entering into that Advent season as we prepare for Christmas and the coming of Jesus and the Messiah. And so for the next uh, four weeks, we're going to look at different themes uh, this Advent season. Now, the, this, this intro will be the same each time, and then we're going to veer off and, and do a different theme each week. And so the theme is, uh, I, I, I was inspired by a Bible study as well as an old hymn, Christmas Carol, um, and the theme for this four-part series is The Weary World Rejoices. And I think uh, it's as applicable today as when it was written in uh, the old hymn. And I'm going to share with you the, 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 the hymn, O Holy Night. I'm going to read just the, the first verse to you. Um, I'm not going to sing, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, copyright laws, I don't think, can allow us to get it, it sung for you, or I, I, I would have done that. But um, a, a familiar Christmas carol that is sung in many churches, and it goes uh, like this. O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And then the, the chorus or refrain goes, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Oh, night divine. What a beautiful, beautiful song. And that's going to inspire us throughout our, our Advent journey this year. And if you're watching at some other time, just imagine it's Christmas time. But um, and our, we're going to look at four different things, and it's going to be based on the lyrics. We're going to look at hope. Week one is going to be hope. Week two is peace. Week three is joy, and week four is love. And they're all based on a different part of the lyric. Uh, we're going to look at the weary world rejoices and having that hope in week one, or yonder breaks a new and glorious morn and we're going to look at peace during the second week and fall on your knees and and what joy and the theme of joy for week three and then O oh, night divine and how love is uh comes into uh it is the whole christmas story um and how it is infused with love um and we borrow the line from that, our, that, that Christmas hymn, O Holy Night, um, that thrill of hope, 
the weary world rejoices. And just for some background, um, it was written in 1847, but then it was translated into English in 1855. So it's a, it's a long song. And the truth is, our, our world honestly has been weary since Genesis 3. I feel it. I'm, I'm sure you feel it. Um, we're weary of the darkness, the pain, the doubt, the fear. We stand waiting. The writers of the Hebrew Scriptures knew, though, that they would... The wait would not last forever. Even in the midst of waiting, that thrill of hope sustained them. They could rejoice because they trusted in their hope, the hope of a promise, a promise of the Messiah, the light of the world. They waited with hope, waited as the darkness grew, waited in darkness, waited in silence, but even in that, we hoped. The people who came before us with faith, they hoped. And now, here and today, we still stand waiting and hoping as well. We look back to that first Advent, that first Christmas, that first entering of into the world of the Messiah. And we also look toward the second one, the second coming. We're waiting on the Messiah to return. We're waiting for all things to be made new. We are waiting on the hope and the promises to be fulfilled. Now we have the privilege of knowing the full story. We know the promised Messiah came to earth. He died for the sins of the world. He is risen. He is conquering death and darkness and pain, doubt and feel. Uh, fear, excuse me. He is our thrill of hope. He is the reason the weary world rejoices. So I ask for you over the next four weeks, come on, come with me on an Advent journey as we look at a different theme inspired by the song, Oh, oh Holy Night, and we embrace the truth that the weary world rejoices. When we were in the the height of our addiction. When I was in the height of my addiction, weary was a great word to describe my world. I was weary all the time. Rejoicing, not so much. But today, we get to, to remember that even the weary world will rejoice when that, that entrance of the higher power, that Messiah, Jesus, comes into our lives and makes a difference. So come with me and, uh, and just come on this Advent journey as we prepare to celebrate and embrace all that Christmas offers. And what, uh, to just kind of keep me on track, I will do a 12-minute clock for each uh, week to try to keep that uh, this uh, a little shorter than longer and uh, and we'll go from there. So God bless. And here we go uh, for this week's Weary World Rejoices themed Advent encouragement. 
All right, let's put 12 minutes on the board and let's jump into the week two theme of peace. We're reminded in O Holy Night, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. How often when we think of Advent, um, the, the, that familiar idiom, it's darkest, it's always darkest before the dawn. Um, darkness turns into light in Advent. There had been a, a, a time of waiting, a time of apparent silence from God, and there was this darkness that was turned on its head with the, with the, the arriving of Jesus. I mean, things were dark at the end of Malachi and at the end of the Hebrew Scriptures, at the end of the Old Testament, all the way through Matthew 1, things were dark, persecution, confusion, wondering plagued these people of God. Let's be honest, today we face similar darkness, wars, natural disasters, political unrest, violence, prejudice, famine, diseases. It, it all plagues us. We're, we're fighting chaos of a, of a different kind, um, but still a chaos. We fight the chaos sometimes internally. Sins, temptations, fear, uh, staying sober. At times, the world can seem very dark. I know that when I take my eyes off my higher power, when I take my eyes off of Jesus, it's very easy to feel and see the darkness in the world. But we are reminded, yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Morning comes. Peace has come. When the world seemed too dark, too scary, too chaotic. The Prince of Peace came to earth. In Luke 2.10, we are told, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And then a, a few verses later in Luke 2.14, Glory to God in the highest heaven and in peace on earth to people he favors. What great trumpeted messages of the Christmas holiday and, the Je and Jesus entering into our world. Don't be afraid. I have good news. Good news for all the people, all those living in darkness and chaos, all those praying for peace in the darkest of days. When people have hit their bottom, when people have experienced all the fright that comes from addiction and, and alcoholism and those things that the, the, the terrors and the fear all those afraid can be hopeful. Here is the morning. Here is the light. Here is the peace. And we think of living on, on this side of the new and glorious morn. We aren't completely free from the darkness, but, but we know that, uh, that there is light. We wait with hope. And with peace. Peace came to earth in the form of this long-awaited Messiah. 
and we look for ways we can advance the peace of Christ in this world. I know that even when I say the serenity prayer, it's one of the, the greatest prayers and promises in recovery. I was excited to have peace. And one of the great things about peace today, because of our faith, because of our recovery, we have peace with God. And honestly, peace seems to be what everyone's seeking, but few find. They want, you know, I, I just want to be happy, and, and happy seems like a, a counterfeit almost to peace. But I think people often are referring to peace, but true peace, the kind uh, that is sustained for eternity, that's true peace, is far better than even the best stillness in a chaotic season. And so I want to just say that again. True peace, like this holy, eternal peace, is greater than even just stillness in a chaotic situation. It's fuller, it's greater, it's richer than just that. In the beginning, there was peace. And what's really amazing, and I want you to hear this, Peace wasn't equated with stillness. Peace meant nearness to God. So when we think about peace, when you experience peace, know that you're close to God. I was taught at an early age um, in my, my faith walk that God's path always has peace attached to it. And seek out God's peace. And when I found God's peace, I know Uh, that God is attached to that. Because God is peace, and God is unchanging and unmoving, and we can trust that. Because of Jesus, we can have peace with God and access to God. If you're in Christ, if Jesus is your higher power, you have peace with God. You have a nearness to God. Not a stillness, but a nearness to God. We can rejoice (laughs) that we have peace with God. But not just peace with God. We can have peace in God. It tells us in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, nearness to God. You will have suffering in this world, but be be courageous. I have conquered the world. May we walk in God's peace in the everyday moments of life and even in the hardest seasons of life during both Advent and all year long. That's the peace in God that we get to have. We have peace with God, but peace in God as well. We also can have peace on earth, that that proverbial uh answer, you know, at a, at a beauty contest often, you know, world peace, we want peace on earth. Um, but that is what God promises. That's what God tells us about. He, the promise of, of rescue was what God's people held on to generation after generation. This Messiah is coming. This Savior is coming. We will hold on. This promise of rescue is coming. Even if they misinterpreted it. Even if they thought the Messiah would come in on a a stallion, not on a donkey. 
would come would be birthed in a in a a a, a castle rather than in a manger. The people knew they needed to be rescued and believed God would send a Messiah to restore peace. And even with that, they sometimes had a tendency to forget. It had been a while. Now, as we think of all the angelic messages, they all boil down to this. When the, 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 with the shepherds and when, when they come to everybody along the way in this, this, the Christmas story, the great rescuer, the one who will save people from their sins is now with us. The silence is broken. Peace has arrived. Emmanuel, friends, Emmanuel, God with us. We have all the prophetic names of Jesus in Isaiah 9, 6, and truly my favorite is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is our Prince of Peace. Jesus doesn't just give peace. He is peace. He is. He represents our nearness to God. He is the bridge that connects us with the, our higher power. Jesus has given us his peace. He tells us in John 14, 27, my peace I give to you. You know, uh, we can never fix self with more self. This is a great lesson in recovery. I think so often, especially as we try to get sober, maybe before we start to do the steps, we, we want to, we think we can do it. But we can't fix ourselves with more of ourself. We are transformed when we submit to our counselor. We experience that spiritual experience, that spiritual awakening. We are transformed in our personality, in our outlook, and, and um, how we approach things because we have connected with our higher power, um, who is this Prince of Peace. And as we connect with Jesus and that peace and we experience serenity and we, we, we share that gift that God has given to us, we get to be peacemakers. When Jesus came to earth, he brought peace to our chaotic world. Jesus gave us peace with God, with others. The ultimate peacemaker will cover the earth and everything in it with peace. I found this great definition of a peacemaker, and it said, a peacemaker is someone who is actively seeking to reconcile people to God and to one another. And we talk about a peacekeeper versus a peacemaker. A peacemaker, they're actively seeking ways to reconcile, bring people together with God and one another. A peacemaker shows grace and looks for goodness. And not someone who's looking for mistakes or errors. We're told in Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Proverbs 12.20 tells us, Deceit is in the heart of those who plot evil, but those who promote peace 
have joy. Choose being a peacemaker, someone who promotes peace so that you too can have joy. You get to be a peacemaker in those ninth step amends when you go to people. You have the opportunity to, uh, to be that peacemaker that we could never be in our addiction. Um, and we, we get to experience peace ourselves, the nearness to God. May you be encouraged this week. May you experience the peace, the nearness to God through our Prince of Peace this Advent season. We thank you for joining us at Studio RC. Uh, we encourage you to like, we encourage you to subscribe and share uh, just to, to get the word out and to uh, maybe encourage someone and to help them along their journey to maybe find the peace and the Prince of Peace and the nearness to God that they seek. So again, thank you for joining us. And we remind you, Recovery Church, 12 Steps, One Goal. We'll see you next week, week three of our series in Advent. And uh, we'll see you then. God bless and have a great week. Mm -hmm.